we have a new sultan in Oman, uh, Haitham bin Tariq, and he's he's pulling his weight, keeping everybody busy, uh, keeping the Omanis busy. Uh, he has a new economic plan, Oman 2040, and um, he wants a new trade agreement with Britain. Now that, from his perspective, the GCC, the Gulf Cooperation Council, and the European Union are each falling apart. And it's true, the GCC was kind of a uh, very much modeled on the European Union. It was um, uh, a collection of Arab states, uh, half a dozen Arab states, um, the, of the rich oil states, and Oman was one of them, is one of them. But um, there's, there's division. Uh, Qatar is... is um, being ostracized by the others, and the yes, there is a sense of um, um, sense of sense of the GCC falling apart. European Union, at least he views the European Union as also falling apart. He sees Britain and um, Oman is traditionally very close to Britain, um, moving away from the European Union, and so he wants now a new trade agreement with Britain uh, to, to, to cement things and to, to move forward. And he's working on that. Um, he's working on that. I, I don't doubt that Boris Johnson will be hugely grateful. He's other things, too, he's doing. He wants a new national anthem for Oman. Well, that is na obvious, actually, because uh, the old... Um, um, the old national anthem used to celebrate. I mean, it's a whole celebration of Sultan Kabus, the late Sultan, great man. But and it says, you know, Kabusi, my Sultan. You know, he's he's my he's my Sultan Kabus. Well, you can't. Kabus is dead. The king is dead. Long live the king. The Sultan is dead. Long live the Sultan. You've got a new Sultan, and um, he'll have a new national anthem. He also wants a new national. Day, the old national day, kind of uh, in place to celebrate Kabus. So, uh, and his accession to power was in November, um, and uh, so yeah, so so he's going to have a new national day for Oman. Haitham bin Tariq will have a national day in July, uh, I believe. Uh, anyway, it's certainly going to change, um, and. Um, so these are key. Actually, it's interesting to see a national day in, in July. I mean, it's wow! Is it hot in Oman uh, in midsummer? And um, they uh, they usually have great great set piece celebrations. National Day is spectacular in Oman. Fireworks, the fireworks. You have no idea. I mean, no conception of fireworks. You think the world sees fireworks? Not like they see them in Oman. They are amazing. Anyway, never mind. Um, the point is, um, all these actions are hap happening. Uh, and he also, some things he wants to continue. He wants to continue uh, Oman's role as peace builder. I mean, Sultan Kabus, he's very discreet about it let me say, very discreet about it, but he was a peace builder. He did a lot of quiet, 
second track work um, on a, a massive importance. Um, the Sultanate of Oman was the interlocutor between Iran and the United States of America when the USA was key to building the nuclear deal uh, that <laughs> President Trump has now taken apart. Anyway, no, I mean, seriously, there were, there were um, months and months and months and months of back-channel discussions taking place between, um, between the United States of America and Iran in Oman at that time, at that time in history. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's something that they did. So what is um, and and I've done other things on the Yemen war and so on. He's it's it's a role Oman has taken. So um, great, well done, Oman, and well done, Sultan Tariq. Haitham, sorry, Sultan Haitham bin Tariq. Uh, excellent job that he should continue this. So what's his first action? He wants to do something dramatic. I mean, discreetly, privately. The all Oman's actions are discreet. Um, I lived in Oman for six years. I know Oman. I have my sources. I tell you this, uh, absolutely true. His first action was to approach Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel. Uh huh. First thing he did, he became Sultan. And he said, Prime Minister Netanyahu, let me provide a back channel, a secret conversation between the State of Israel and Iran. I mean, wow, that's pretty hefty stuff. There have been this, not exactly discussions. Messages have gone back and forth. There have been before. I mean, um, over over what to do about, um, for example, about you know what Iran would do if attacked. Um, there are there were suggestions that uh, Iran Iran would offer an instant uh, missile response um, if attacked by. Uh, um, by either Israel or the United States of America, then Iran, within one minute, would respond um, with strikes on Israel, this kind of thing. We've had this before. Um, so there have been messages going back and forth, uh, very, very strong, uh, even one or two very discreet meetings, but nothing. The meetings haven't really been... I mean, they've been by maverick Iranians without full sanction, and, and they, they haven't really... Anyway, the point is, I mean, whether he was going to pull it off or not, but he, I, he was in a perfect position to do so. Um, Sultan Haitham bin Tariq said, Prime Minister Netanyahu, I will do this. I will offer you discussions, private, secret, with Iran. And Benjamin Netanyahu has just said, no, we do not want that. Oh, come on. 
Iran is supposed to be the great enemy, the one that, remember on, um, on Holocaust Remembrance Day, that Iran said, uh, 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 sorry, that Israel, that Netanyahu, most indiscreet, really, stood up there and, um, and made a big deal for his election about Iran's a great enemy. We, uh, we have to, you know, fight it on the beaches. He made a sort of Churchillian-style speech. Um, <laughs> when, when, when it was actually Holocaust Remembrance Day about something entirely different, um, not exactly appropriate, you would think, a little indiscreet. Um, but elections coming, I suppose you exploit things. I know some of my Jewish friends, uh, one in particular, were disappointed that he did that on that day in that way. But how much more disappointed they might be if they knew that Benjamin Netanyahu was offered discussions with Iran. I guess I don't know whether Sultan could have pulled it off, but but he was offered discussions with Iran, back-channel discussions, private discussions, and he said flatly, no, we do not want that. What doesn't he want? He just doesn't want peace, I suppose. He doesn't want to get rid of the Iranian threat, of, uh, or the perceived Iranian threat. Oh, come on. But he'd rather have an enemy He'd rather have an enemy. He likes to have enemies. Oh dear. A sad kind of reflection on, anyway, on leadership. The worst kind, really, of leadership. Leastways, well, I think. Don't know about you. Anyway, there's a little bit of. Um, inside information for you. God bless.